Welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast, where we tackle teaching challenges from a biblical perspective. Why are we here? Because we don't believe that our spiritual walk and teaching profession should exist in two separate domains. Rather, the hope we have in Christ should change how we approach everything, not just at home, but at school as well. So join us as we explore both the spiritual and practical sides of key teaching challenges, integrating them together so we can succeed at teaching, glorify God, and make a lasting difference in our students' hearts and lives. This episode is brought to you in partnership with the Herzog Foundation. I hope you've been enjoying this series on Worst Advice Ever, where we've been debunking bad teacher advice. Last week, we dealt with a challenging topic with the not so much advice, but just common belief that in order to love someone, you must affirm. And we really dove into that. Um, if you missed that, you can check, go back one week and listen to that episode. Today, we're going to be talking about this piece of advice. If it's too hard where you're at, you need to get out. Um, This advice can also take a couple other forms. Here's some out of the ways that this might come across. It might come across as an assumption that if you're doing what God has called you to do, the path will be easy and you might even be good at it right away, right? In other words, if this is what God has for you, it's going to go smoothly. You're going to be good at it. Everything's going to be great. Um, it also might sound like this. Um, you might be getting advice that if the culture is bad at your school or if the administrator is not supportive, you are going to have a bad experience and you probably need to leave. Um, it also comes sometimes you'll hear teachers blaming everything you know bad that's happening on an unsupportive admin or a bad culture um, and just assuming it's just there's nothing they can do because of where they're stuck. So to kind of sum all of these you know similar things up, the idea is this if things are hard where I'm at, particularly the school I'm at, we are probably not where God wants us and we probably should go somewhere easier. But the question I want to explore in this episode is, is it true that God doesn't call us to hard things or that if it's not going smoothly, it means we shouldn't be there? And I want to contend the answer is a resounding no, not necessarily. There are so many scriptures that speak to the fact that as Christians, we are often called to difficult things, to trials, to tribulations, to persecutions even. And I think that in our modern society that is so focused on, you know, the good life, the American dream, making yourself happy, right? Happiness is everything in our society. At least that's kind of like the ultimate goal, right? Are you happy? Okay, great. It's so different than scripture, which does not focus on happiness, but instead focuses on discipleship, on laying down our cross, being willing to die to follow Christ, right? It's just so different. And if we are not constantly reframing our thinking and renewing our mind with truth, it is so easy to just fall into that camp of, you know, happiness is the goal. So let's just consider a few scriptures that help us see how God sees difficult situations. I'm going to read a few of these and kind of let them wash over us. The first one is James 1, 2 through 4. Count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So this verse is saying, count it all joy when you face various trials because they're at work in you. 
Next verse is 1 Peter 3, 13 through 17. Now, who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? Even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled, but in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. So there's an assumption here that there will be persecution, that there might be suffering for doing good, and that it's actually um, to be expected. 1 Peter 4, 12-16 Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though some strange thing were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or a meddler. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God. So this is talking more specifically about suffering as a Christian. But once again, it, I, I love that first verse. Do not be surprised at the fiery trial as though some strange thing were happening. Um, and this, these passages in Peter also go on to talk about the fact that Christ suffered for us. So we shouldn't expect it to be strange if we deal with difficult things as well. We're simply following in his footsteps like a disciple often does. Um, 2 Corinthians four sixteen to 18. This one is about any difficulty. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. This verse is reminding us that It calls our light momentary affliction. That doesn't mean that it's easy. It means that when we compare it to what God is doing in our hearts and compare it to eternity, we see that what God is doing is so much bigger than the affliction that we are dealing with. But once again, it's an expectation that we're going to be dealing with difficult things. James 5.13, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Once again, an expectation that there will be both cheerfulness and suffering. And the last one for now, John 16, 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. These are Jesus's words. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. These verses and so, so many more that I could have listed make it clear that challenges, difficulties, and suffering are to be expected. They're not only a normal part of living in a fallen world, they're also a normal part of the Christian life, even if we are smack dab exactly where God would have us be. This truth that suffering is to be expected is vital to recognize, especially since, as we said before, this is not what we're hearing in our society. Our society is so focused on being happy and doing whatever it takes to make yourself happy. We're focused on health, entertainment, pleasure, all for us, right? All for you, for me. 
there's not much, much discussion in our society on the value of suffering or on how God uses difficult things in our lives to refine us and make us more like him. Yeah, that's not coming up very much in pop culture these days, right? But it absolutely should be something that we are talking about amongst ourselves as believers and that we're talking about and discussing with those in our lives, in our church, fellow believers, amongst our families. We need to keep this perspective in our lives because challenges are inevitable. Trials are going to come in one form or fashion. And when we do, we we shouldn't be blindsided by them. We can lean into them rather than immediately seeking to avoid all difficulty. So I've spent this first beginning part of this episode basically trying to make the case that difficulty is expected it is going to happen and that it is often part of God's will for us, part of God's plan for us in in, in certain seasons includes difficulty. So my contention here is that just because something is difficult does not necessarily mean God wants me out of this school. This is not the school that I'm supposed to be. I need to go somewhere where things are going to be better, okay? But at the same time, does that mean that you for sure should stay? No, not necessarily either. So when we come back from the break, we want to talk about what should you do if you find yourself in a difficult work environment? How do you handle that? And how do you discern whether God would have you stay in that challenging situation or if he is calling you somewhere else? So after the break, we'll dive into those questions. Our partners at the Herzog Foundation are offering amazing free in-person trainings for Christian school leaders in a variety of important topics, such as strategic planning, donor development, culture building, spiritual formation, and so many more. Not only are these trainings incredible and free, but accommodations are also covered by Herzog. That means that schools only need to cover travel expenses. I strongly encourage you to check out these trainings and pass them on to those that you think would benefit most. Check them out at herzogfoundation.com slash events. Now back to our show. Well, welcome back from the break. I hope this has not been a discouraging episode so far. We've listened to a lot of Bible verses that say we are to expect difficulties and struggles. And on one hand, that can be discouraging. Oh my goodness. Um, You know, there are going to be hard things. But on the other hand, I hope that it is encouraging because if you find yourself in the midst of hard things, or if you have a fear of facing hard things in the future, we don't have to be afraid. We can be encouraged because we know God calls us to both wonderful times and difficult times, good things, easy things, hard things, difficult things, and he will be with us and walk us through every single one of them. And if you're in the midst of a difficult season, it's not necessarily because um, you know, you're know you not where you're supposed to be. And you can uh, just kind of take comfort in the fact that God knows you're dealing with something difficult and that that may be exactly what he's called you to, although we have some, we're gonna talk about what to do about it. So what should we do? If you find yourself in a difficult work environment, particularly I'm thinking about if you're in a school that where the culture is just just not great, like this is just not a great school to teach at for one reason or the other, whether it's the culture, the students, the admit, a lot of times it's due to the leadership at the school, um, not providing the support or the direction or the leadership that's needed. What do you do? But this can also apply to anything that's difficult in your life or at school at the moment. 
So first thing, number one, recognize that just because it's difficult doesn't mean it's where God, it's not where God has you. I think that's really important to not jump to that conclusion. This is hard, so I should get out. That is not a one-to-one. Um, that is not for sure what's happening. So don't just jump to that conclusion, okay? We'll come back a little bit later in this list to how can you discern that. But in the meantime, you're here today. So number two, seek to honor God day to day where you are. That means depending on his spirit, seeking to demonstrate the fruit of the spirit in your day-to-day interactions and embodying the spirit of Colossians 3, 12 to 15. I'll say that verse again. I read it on uh, one of the other episodes in the series because it's so good. It says, therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a grievance against another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you are also to forgive. And above all, put on love, which binds us together in perfect unity. And let the peace of God, to which you are called in one body, rule in your hearts and be thankful. So powerful. Number three, don't excuse a bad attitude. Sometimes we say, oh my goodness, this is this school situation is impossible. I have absolutely no support. You know, there's all these bad decisions being made all around you. And we feel like that um, justifies us to have a bad attitude as well. And it doesn't. Um, as Christians, we are called to um, to display the fruit of the Spirit, to display the, the Spirit of Colossians 3 that I just quoted, to seek joy in the Lord, regardless of what's going on around you. So if you find yourself excusing a bad attitude, push back against that. Number four, make a difference where you are and advocate for change as you're able to. So just as we're saying, you know, God gives you difficult situations and you might be called to be here in this difficult situation, we don't want to swing the pendulum and assume that that means that you never try to fix everything. Like, I'm just in a horrible situation and it just is what it is. Okay, we're not going to eeyore this, okay? No, God may have you there to make a difference. So absolutely make changes where you can, okay? Rather than complaining, ask God, say, God, is there something you would have me to do? Advocate where you can, okay? Advocate for your students. Advocate for the policy that you believe would make a difference. Do what you can to make a difference. Here's the key, though. Next, number five, trust God with everything, but particularly with what is out of your control, okay? So these go together. Advocate where you can, but leave the results up to God. And when you're in a spot where you're like, I want to change this and I, just, I can't change it. I don't have the power to change that. You have to give that to God. Okay, do not go. You cannot drive yourself crazy on that. You, if, it, if it's not yours to change, it's not your responsibility. And as hard as that is, we, we have to focus on what we can do and then give the rest to God and trust him in all of it. Hopefully that makes sense. Number six, if you are wondering if you should leave, if you are starting to wonder, I do not know if this is where I should be. I do not know if I can stay here. Pray about it. Pray about it. Draw close to God as you seek his guidance and wait on his leading. Seek wise counsel too. So in other words, if you think maybe you should leave, explore that possibility. Pray about it. Ask for wise counsel from those around you that you trust that can speak in truth into your life and see how God will lead you. He will lead you and guide you if you are truly surrendered to what he wants and you ask him to guide you, okay? Um, Because once again, just as I'm saying, just because it's difficult doesn't mean that God is 
that you should leave. It also doesn't mean that you should stay, okay? Sometimes God uses difficulty to kind of um, make us uncomfortable enough because he wants to move us. But sometimes he wants us to stay right there because that's where he has us. So he will show you that um, if you seek him. Along with that, here's a piece of advice. Consider how the environment is affecting you spiritually. In other words, do you find that you are able to shine as a light in this difficult environment or are you being sucked dry and is your spiritual life being um, affected in a detrimental way by the day in, day out you know, struggle in this environment? So that is a very important question to consider, to pray about, to talk about with family or with trusted um, counselors um, in your life. Um, I, I would definitely explore that avenue. You know, am I a, am I being able to make a difference here or am I being sucked dry? Um, and that, that can be a factor um, as you seek wisdom and God's direction. And then finally, most important of all, pray for your students, pray for your school, and pray for yourself. Um, I don't know. The, we so often just think of prayer as an afterthought, but it is truly the most powerful work that we can do is pray. It is the thing that can make the biggest difference because God is able to do so much more than we ever could with our own you know, meager efforts. So pray, pray for yourself, pray for your students, pray for your school, for your leadership, pray for all of it. And to help you with that, if you haven't yet taken advantage or you haven't recently done our 21-day prayer challenge, it is a great little prayer challenge where we send you a prompt each, each you can either get a weekly email with all the week's prompts or you can get a daily email um, where you have something specific to pray for in relationship to teaching and your school and yourself and your students each day. And it's a great way to just kind of boost your um, prayer uh, prayer time in this area. You can spend two minutes a day on this or an hour a day. It's totally up to you how much time you spend, but just that intentional connection point with God each day about your life and your situation in teaching. So I highly recommend that to you. You can find it at teachfortheheart.com slash prayer challenge. Before we pray, I want to again encourage you, if you haven't yet left a review for this podcast, you can do so on Apple Podcasts um, or Spotify or wherever you listen. That is a great help to us as we seek to um, help more teachers find this show. When you leave reviews, it helps bump us higher in ratings and show the show to more people because it sees, oh, people like the show and are interested in it. Um, We've been kind of having some fun reading a collection of both good and bad reviews from the podcast. Today, I'm going to read a recent positive um, comment. This was, uh, this, this review says, very important part of my learning. And they say, I love this show because it brings me back to ground zero, the cross. Thank you, Linda and team. Keep bringing these messages. I'm so glad that this show has been helpful. Um, to the teacher who left this message. And if it's been helpful for you as well, we hope to leave a review. Um, And we do um, thank God for enabling us to do this podcast and pray that it will continue to be a blessing and a help to you. We have some new exciting changes and formats that we are exploring and we'll be sharing more about that with you in the weeks ahead. Let's take a moment and pray. Father, we thank you that you are always with us, that you love us, that you care. Teacher, take a moment and just thank God that he is with you, whether you're in a very difficult school or a wonderful school. um, Thank him that he's with you every day.
think about a challenge you're facing right now and ask God to help you with that challenge. And if there are major decisions you're facing, whether it's changing schools or perhaps leaving teaching or something else in your life, take a moment and pray. Ask God to guide you and surrender to His will in this decision. Thank you, Father, that you hear us, that you answer, that you promise to guide and walk through us every step. I pray for guidance and wisdom. I pray for um, your empowering hand in lives and classrooms and schools. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, once again, if you want to continue with us in prayer, grab the prayer challenge for free at teachfortheheart.com slash prayer challenge. This entire podcast series, um, you can find at teachfortheheart.com slash bad advice. And if this is a situation that you're facing, I encourage you to reach out to someone else, talk to them about it, and that will be a huge, huge help. Well, this podcast episode has been brought to you in partnership with the Herzog Foundation. I'm looking forward to being back here in a little bit with some brand new topics. In the meantime, teacher, remember, God is at work in you and through you, and he's using you to make a difference. Keep your eyes on him and teach for the heart.